0: Hello, family and friends. I'm excited today to have with me two new friends, Pastor Derek and Jody Bollinger, and they are pastors of New Creation Life Church in Sparta, Tennessee, near Cookville. I'm so happy to have you guys with me today. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for this time. We thank you that your word is a living thing, and thank you for those listening today that their lives will be changed to this testimony in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, I was telling you guys on the way to this conference, we're at a conference together, a ministers' conference with Doctor Barkley, and I just felt this unction of the Holy Ghost. That I was going to meet somebody here that was needed to be on my podcast, and really just felt like when I met you guys, that was you. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit does things, makes these connections. So I'm so thankful for you guys being on, and I'm just going to kick it over to you to kind of share.
1: Mr. Gray, honored to to be here uh, today on you on your podcast. I don't know when you was talking about the earlier when we was uh, communicating and your evangelistic heart really uh, awakened me, you know, and and, and the, the heart that you have for people just to know Jesus and the stories and things like that. So we're, we're honored to be here, me and my wife. Honored that you would even have us uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to be here today. But the, the most important thing, like you said, is Jesus. And uh, You know, I can remember uh, in, in my life, my story, uh, you know, 17-year drug addict, Twelve years in prison. Um, a lot of those years uh, growing up, we, you know, didn't have no father. Didn't didn't know what that was. Uh, uh, you, you know, stepdads in and out of my life, uh, things like that. Which I'm not camping on that. Yeah. But at the same time, the, the reality of, of where we're at, uh, and and we see that a lot with 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 our young youth and things like that today, mm-hmm. uh, and it has an impact on where we're at as a society, I believe. But yeah. But the thing the thing is that uh, my life, you know, it started out in rebellion. I think, you know, it wasn't the drugs necessarily, but but when I go back before that, it was it was the rebellion.
0: Yeah.
1: Started to rebel, things like that. And and again, that could go back to a father figure, not blaming them for my actions, but right. if I'd have had some stern corrections, stern, you know, yep. somebody in my life that could could have brought some stability. Yep. And things like that, things could have been corrected. But e- either way, the. the the story, you know, my testimony is, or my story is the same, but it started out in the rebellion. And, uh, you know, I can remember uh, my mom telling me that, that, that marijuana would, would be a gateway drug. And, and uh, I started smoking pot, you know, 13 years old, and, and she's telling me it's a gateway drug. I was like, no, nah, I'll smoke pot the rest of my life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, uh, you know, no, it's going to lead you into other things. No, it ain't. I knew everything. You know, yeah. she didn't know. She didn't know that much. Right. She was just mom, you know. Yeah. Hadn't lived long, but anyway, uh, wasn't long till that became true, you know. And at 14 years old, going on 15, I was. I can remember walking down to a store, and I was looking for my dope man, my pot dealer is what I called him, okay. you know. And uh, to get me a sack of pot, and uh, he pulled. Sure enough, one, you know, he pulls up, and so I, I, said, hey man, let me, let me get a bag of bag of pot, bag of marijuana, you know. And uh, he said, well, he said, I don't have no. No weed or, you know, but I got something else. She says, just like weed. You know, I'm a little country boy from a little country town. Didn't know much about uh, anything, you know. And he said, get you some crack, crack cocaine. I was like, crack? What is crack? He says, just like pot, Mm -hmm. just like marijuana. And uh, so I was like, well, yeah, we'll try. You know, I'd do anything. You know, here's Mm -hmm. the gateway, you know, that comes back Mm to what mom said. And uh, open up that door. But anyway, so we go, we get this stuff called crack and and hit that and that was the first time when that monster when that when i took that monster in brother it was uh it was all all out for about five years from the time i was 15 years old if i wasn't behind the lock and key and they didn't have me locked in some facility where i could get out i was robbing i was stealing i was i was cheating family members i had to have that stuff at all costs and i can re- i bet you i guarantee you by the age of 16 i'd probably committed 100 aggravated burglaries wow. and burglarizing homes and, and just no care uh, the only care that i had the only was that overwhelming desire to have this this drug called crack cocaine yeah. And, um, and then, you know, the the, the, the violence started escalating. The, the, the crime started escalating in my life because, of course, I started going to juveniles and, and, and was put in state custody at age 15. Wow. They took me away from my parents, because my mom, because, of course, she couldn't control me. There goes back to that, what she was talking about, the gateway. Yeah. And, uh, and it did. It, it was a gateway to hell. Wow. And uh, it opened up, and it started me on a path there, you know. And uh, anyway— long story short but uh, went through that drug addiction just just off and on and, and the crime started escalating you know getting caught you know juvenile turned into jail jail turned into prison prison for uh, 12 years actually wow. in the penitentiary not that's not including jail time that's just in prison wow. uh, I can remember a, an old head when we was in when we was in the cell. He told me one day, he said, you, he said, you'll be in prison before you're 21. I said, no, I won't. I am getting. It. I was going home that day on a on a bond that was releasing me from jail that day. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I see it in your eyes. He said, you're, you're going to be in prison before you're 21. I was probably 19 at the time. And, of course, like, like any other old person in my life, they didn't know anything. You right. know, he's old head. He didn't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we, we was young. We knew yeah. it all. Right. And uh, thought we did. Had it all yeah. figured out. Didn't really know much of anything. Um, but, but sure enough, I remember, uh, t- 21 years old, uh, I was in prison in New Mexico, had, had left Tennessee from, from, uh, missing court, had, had been out on bond for armed robbery and, uh, had left Tennessee, ended up stealing a vehicle, uh, you know, went on a seven-day crime spree, ended up, uh, stealing a car in Dallas, Texas, uh, riding out through, uh, San Antonio into, Al- or not Albuquerque, but we rode through, uh, San Antonio, out I ten, and when we come across the border in New Mexico, we come across the checkpoint, and uh, we was in a stolen convertible. We'd picked up this guy hitchhiking. I pulled over to the side of the road when I when I seen seen us coming up on the checkpoint. I told him, I said, "Get over in the car, get over and drive. You got a license, yeah?" He didn't know the car was stolen. We just picked him up, and uh, he was innocent bystander when, <laughs> as far as that goes, with the you know, as far as that went with the, right. with that situation, Greg. But. Yeah. Uh, uh, But anyway, we pulled up there, and uh, they run the vehicle. They come out. It looked like they was, you know, doing a drug raid on a cartel. Mm -hmm. When they come out, they they had guns Uh, drawn. I mean, M16s it looked like. They probably weren't M16s, but, man, it looked like it. (laughs) High-powered rifles. And you probably didn't want to make a move. Anyway... They arrested us, and i done two years in, in New Mexico. And then and then after that, that prison sentence, when that was finished, they took me to the jail across the street from the Super Maximum Security Prison. That's another story in itself. I got maxed out down there for selling heroin inside the prison system. Um, probably, probably God pulling me back because I didn't realize the people that I was dealing with. I was a little country boy from East Tennessee, didn't know much about these gangs and stuff like yeah. that. And my Sally at the time, uh, before I got maxed out in that prison, he was part of a cartel, and he was a he was a high-ranking member, had like three life sentences, and wow. so I didn't realize what I was dealing with. I didn't realize the people I was involved with. So when when I did get put into a maximum security uh, part of the uh, the state, a prison that was that was a lockup facility, I think it was God's hand on me that was. Pulling me back and protecting me because I didn't realize what and who I was dealing with, yeah. and and I wasn't nowhere near the criminal or the the kind of you know that they were, as far as that goes in the criminal world, yeah. and uh, anyway, two years there, uh, they come and extradited me back. Uh, the two detectives flew down there, got me out of the jail, flew me back on a plane. They put me on a uh, with a like a like a shock belt with like thirty thousand volts of electricity. Had two detectives, one set away from me. They had the buttons. They said, if we push these, it's going to immobilize you. So, anyway, they flew me back to Tennessee to face the robbery charges that I had ran from in the first place.
0: Well, Derek, if anybody doesn't go to episode two after this, there's something <laughs> definitely wrong with you because I can't wait for the next one. But obviously, we know I introduced you as Pastor Derek and Pastor Jody, so we know there's a there's a better ending to this story as we get along here. But if you would just pray for our listeners, we're going to go on to day two here shortly.
1: Absolutely, I want to pray for you. You you might be out there dealing with the same thing, or you know, a lot of people's out there. and Your parent, you're 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 a grandparent, and and you got a child out there that's going through this and you don't know what, and it, and it puts you in this place of fear. And uh, But I'm going to tell you this right here, that, it, it, that, if you'll, that if you'll get into a place of faith and you'll get into the Word mm-hmm. of God and you'll start to believe and declare over the, the child or the, or, or, the, or the grandchild or whoever it is right now that, that that's out there on, in drug addiction, that's out there and you think they're the worst of the worst. There was no worse man than I was. Nobody, there's no way they were. And, and you know what? Somebody was praying for me. And, um, and so, so just continue to pray. And I'm going to pray right now, and I'm going to come into agreement. We're going to bind the spirits that's holding them in the name of Jesus. We're going to bind those principalities that is controlling that child or that grandchild right now or that brother or that sister right now. And we pull down those strongholds in the name of Jesus. And God, we ask you right now, according to your word, that you'll send laborers to them, laborers, uh, that, that God, that, that can influence them. Everybody has somebody that can influence them. Father, we pray right now that you'll send somebody that will influence them and that will speak the word, the truth of God, the truth of your word and love to, to them. And God, we just declare over them they are redeemed, they are bought with a price. And God, we, we see them as you see them, Lord. Not as their failures, not as their mess, not as their drug addiction, not as their crimes, but God, you see them in your son, Jesus Christ. And that's the way we declare them. That's the way we see them today. So we come into agreement with you, mother, grandmother, whoever it is, sister, brother, dad, Whoever it is, you're sitting there worrying him. I'm declaring the worry to leave you. I'm declaring the fear to leave you. I'm declaring you to get into that place of peace, mm-hmm. that place of rest where you can rest in his word, rest in his promises, that his word is true, that his promises will come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we declare them redeemed. We declare them set free. We declare them free from the demonic forces that hold them in that addiction today in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you say amen to that?
0: Amen. Amen. Can't wait for tomorrow. We'll give us contact information on tomorrow's podcast. And folks, we're so glad you joined us. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.